0: 833-687-0700.
1: So, today's Friday. So, what am I doing here on Trend Chat? Actually, this is kind of impromptu. I kind of feel like I just woke up in the, this morning and said, eh, I think I want to do an episode. And given the fact that I'm going to be speaking live later on today, I said I might well try to go on here and be live and kind of get a little practice in as well. So, we're going to talk a little bit about Roger Goodell and his press conference a couple of days ago, and President Bush and his speech. I think well yesterday, and I guess I'm a little bit on tax reform. So it's going to be. I'm going to be honest. Probably going to be a little all over the place because I definitely don't have a script on this. I, I'm literally going off the top of my head this morning. So either way, stick around, and I guess good morning to this <laughs> for this. I guess morning uh episode of trench chat. Good morning, good morning, this is Trend Chat, well, given the fact that it could be any other time that you might be listening, but this is live this morning, so I just want to say good morning to everyone, and if you listen some other time, good evening, good afternoon, so, this is your host Brian Bledsoe, and if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And I write for politichicks.com If you want to read some of my articles Just go to politichicks.com Slash author slash Brian Bledsoe And this is the last time I'll be bringing this up Because the event is today I'll be speaking at the Republican Women of Arlington Fundraiser tonight And the special guests Are the politichicks So it shouldn't be A a surprise that I, I Guess have a speaking Um in there somewhere well I'm not saying because I should have one I'm just saying if I'm gonna have my first one I guess it should be with them and that's that definitely ease any bit of nerves as far as doing this for the first time and that's also kind of reason why I'm even on live right now because <laughs> I was thinking to myself well I'm gonna be live this <laughs> this afternoon well tonight so i I better um Go ahead and go ahead and give it a shot right now. Kind of really get my voice out there and and do it live. Don't, don't record it and just go ahead and kind of get that feeling in, in you a little bit. And you know what? If there was any indication, like I mentioned in the beginning, that I basically kind of woke up this morning and said, I'm going to do this. I mean, you heard the beginning, right? I didn't even know what to say as far as what to call this as far as a, a morning episode because <laughs> I haven't thought much about it. I was like, eh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on so I can, one, talk about some of these things, like I said, about Roger Goodell and President Bush. But also just to kind of, I guess, a little bit of practice, I guess, and wanting to go live and really get my mind right <laughs> on um what I'll be doing <clears throat> Uh, tonight, actually, I'm gonna. I guess I'll mention the topic of what I'll be talking about tonight um later on. But <clears throat> I didn't finish. I guess my spot about everything. So I did mention about the fundraiser tonight, but also the book "Politics: are Clearing A Clearing Call to Political Political Activism" is is uh available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. So over 300 pages from contributors like myself talking about different issues uh, topics like education health care um taxes i think taxes isn't isn't there given i'm going to mention that a little bit and um at the i guess the section i'm in is in activism where i talked about being a national delegate last year at the republican national convention which is something i will mention at the um fundraiser tonight as well but um <clears throat> but once again, um, thanks for listening. If you're listening live and if you're listening later on, thanks still. Uh, last week we had the two parts with Burgess Owens, which did really well. When I looked at the, a lot of people really, um, tuned in to listen to both parts. I I really appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll definitely have them on again some other time. Uh, if you haven't noticed, if you, Watching Fox News or any, well, a lot of other outlets, he's he's pretty busy right now. So um, hopefully we'll get him on some other time. But I guess I want to guess go straight into ah uh, I guess you could say the older news, given that this was a couple of days ago. So Roger Goodell, NFL commissioner, had a press conference and. He uh, well, he said a lot, but I guess the one thing most people are focusing on is that he is encouraging the players to stand, which is something that he has mentioned before a couple of days prior. But he mentioned that he want the play, he encouraged the players to stand, but you know, he can't, he's not going to enforce a rule, you know, requiring them to stand. And, um, <laughs> for one. Well, one, I I think I mentioned this on Facebook on my page. Regardless of how you may feel about the anthem protest in itself, as the NFL commissioner, which basically he is the (laughs) the face of the owners in a way because the owners pay him and he basically kind of basically do what they say for the most part and. That's that's about as good as you're going to get coming from him, especially at this particular time. I'll I'll get into that in a little bit. But for one thing, it's definitely late, way late. I feel like he should have said all of this last year. He should have. This should have been his opening statement to to these protests. He should have started there, but he didn't. And now he's after a year has passed and and more. And now he's coming out and making this statement. It's way too late. Well, I can't say too late, but it's, it's, it's really late. Um, I mean, it could help out later on, given that, um, he has at least said this, but it's definitely really, uh, late, especially given the, the statements he made before. But, um, like I mentioned a minute ago, the fact that he had they well they, he made this statement saying they he, he can't well he's not going to enforce a rule. It's honestly that's about the best he can do because any rules as far as whatever that they want the players to do, whether it's the anthem or anything, has to be negotiated by, um, through the Players Union. And so, for, if he came out and said he's going to enforce a rule, then he'll be, I guess, I don't know, I guess you could say probably violating the collective bargaining agreement. Um, so, in trying to keep the peace, basically, between the owners and the players union, he's, at the most, he can say is that he encouraged them to stand, but he can't enforce a rule. Because if he goes down that path of wanting to enforce a rule, that means he has to negotiate with the players union. And I can't imagine, even if they, if he said that the owners are willing to negotiate on this, just this one issue to bring some sort of resolution to this, to all these protests that's going on. I've mentioned before, I don't think these owners see, the players standing for the anthem as that big of a priority to really to go into negotiations with the players union over it, over just that one issue, at least. I mean, I don't know if anyone noticed whenever it's time to renew the, the agreement between the union and the owners. It's normally not, it's not an easy deal. It's, it goes on for months negotiating this we want players said they want this and the owners want that it goes back and forth sometimes they go on strike sometimes it goes into the next season where they don't play so if you're going to get into all that i can't see the owners seeing this as much of an issue to them as businessmen i don't see them seeing it as okay we're gonna get into this knockdown drag out fight <laughs> over the national anthem i mean that's how I think they see it. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people listening about and listening to me right now and saying like, no, it's worth it. But I don't think the owners definitely don't see it that way. And even if they did, I can only imagine what the players you un- players junior would, um, would ask for given how much publicity this, <laughs> this has gotten. and, then they'll have them being asked to the negotiating table to have this one thing resolved. The players union will ask for the probably the most outrageous terms, even if they are not as sincere about the protest as far as all of them, at least I can definitely see them just asking for some outrageous, just for the simple fact that that, this has gotten so much, you know, air time. And so they're going to want to take advantage of it and try to get something really good in, in return from the owners. So yeah, it's just, it it won't be a, a good, well, I put it this way. The owners definitely don't have leverage if they did this as far as wanting to negotiate this one issue with the players all of a sudden. So that's why I'm saying as far as what the NFL commissioner said, it's about the best he's going to do. And I don't know when the next collective um, bargaining agreement comes. I don't know if it's in the next year or two or what, but who knows where we are by that time. Um, As far as the ratings or the protest itself, who knows? And even then, I'm pretty sure the owners are not going to want to, I mean, they might bring it up, given it just depends on where the state of the NFL will be at that time with all this is going on. But I, I just I, I don't see the owners being that <laughs> that patriotic to the point to where they they would put their foot down and say, we're going to we want to negotiate this rule or else <laughs> I, I don't I don't see it in them, really. And yeah, it I definitely don't. Yeah. But like I said, we'll see. Maybe things get so bad to the point to where it would be a priority because it's hurting their bottom line. Cause I think that's most, most of these owners are are concerned about the bottom line more than anything. They, I'm not saying like they're not uh patriotic or, or not wanting the players to stand or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just thinking they're businessmen. So that they're looking at the bo- bottom line first and, Everything else is um, uh, could be second, especially if, like, I say, if you're running a business like an NFL team. But, um, so that, yeah, that's all I had to say on that. Given the fact, oh, well, that is that was like 10 minutes. I'm saying that because I have, a, I know about how much time I have tonight to speak, and I kind of want to know how much, how to kind of gauge how much I'm speaking. Cause like I said, when I started this, I'm kind of getting in my mind as far as doing just speaking live now, even though I'm speaking behind a microphone right now, as opposed to speaking in front of people, which, you know, I've done, but not as far as long as a long period of time. But, um, I have my speech together and I guess I'll get into that a little bit, but before I do, let's hear a word from my friends with the founding project.
2: Hello, Trend Chat fans. The Founding Project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens, TFP's new website. Visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today.
1: Also, when I woke up this morning, I was thinking about and this is probably going to be a short episode. Here I am looking at 15 minutes already. I did just one topic. Man, I am long winded, but <laughs> I guess I am, but I feel like I'm going to probably talk about 15 minutes and then I might do it. Like this is going to be a real short episode. Talk about those three little issues and then I'll be gone. Well, here we are. Here, now it's 15 minutes, <laughs> but um, I guess kind of get into not a lot, but one, um the topic, I say the topic, but the theme of the speech, I guess the few minutes that I'll be speaking tonight is, well, one thing I, you know, I've reached out to a couple of people as far as advice on public speaking and we have any tips as far as what, what to do and wh- whatnot. And I've heard from, from some people about what you know, what to do kind of the, in this and that. But I got a chance to speak with Dr. Walter Williams, a couple of, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now. And, um, I asked him, what advice do you have for someone that's doing the first speaking engagement? And he said, and I'm going to heed his advice tonight. He said, know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's what he said. And yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to do that because what I'm going to talk about is a little bit basically about myself, but it's through the women that have, you know, guided me and encouraged me, especially in the past couple of years since I've been politically active. And, you know, in far as being a delegate and just, you know, everything is, being a heritage action still and everything like that. So that's basically what my topic is going to be on. It's just talking about how the women in my life have basically shaped <laughs> shaped me to the point to the man that you see that's going to be speaking tonight. So that's a long title. That's probably not what I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> but that's basically what I'm going to talk about at the fundraiser. Again, so Republican Women of Arlington is having that fundraiser tonight. And the politics will be a special guest. And I, I don't know if there is any more seats left. I don't um I don't know as of now. But just want to put that out there in case anyone is in the DFW area and you want to come by, see the politics. And I guess if you want to see me, I'm there too. <laughs> um you can get that information that's on my my Facebook page is also on the trend chat page as well. I'll, I will actually post that again after I finish the, um, the event. So now, um, well, I guess I just go, go straight into the other one because the other topic about tax reform, cause I'm not going to speak that much about it. I'm not an economist at all, <laughs> but I, I saw the tax debate on CNN, which that was, the most CNN I've watched in a long time um I I well I guess since the presidential debates last year so but that's the only time I flip on CNN and I I I it as much as I could as soon as that debate was over I saw Don Lemon and I said click <laughs> I'm going I am going to another channel and um especially because I don't know how I got chose um I, I don't know whether it's because of the service i use or what i don't know but either way i am i guess a part of the nielsen rating rating system for some reason i don't know how or what how that works but i know what i watch on my device as far as through the service i use goes towards the nielsen ratings in some way so given that i know that i definitely don't watch cnn <laughs> but um but the debate was on, and you know Senator Ted Cruz was on, and I, I, I'll tune in then. I'll give him a little bump in the ratings for that, just to watch the debate. But like I said, I'm definitely not going to give Anderson Cooper any ratings to the show before the debate. And when like I say when I saw Don Lemon, I turned herbert turned that channel. to... I, well, I basically turned it off. I wasn't watching anything else. But um, but yeah. So uh, the tax debate was pretty good. If anyone followed me on twitter um not not trench 24 7 but uh, well my personal twitter is bl underscore bledsoe so during the tax debate i tweeted out here and there about and it it wasn't what it wasn't like i was tweeting out um stats and specific you know numbers and everything i was basically just tweeting out kind of the general like uh, the general philosophy in a way to about taxation really i mean it's not like i got real deep about it because honestly you don't have to be a uh, (laughs) you don't have to be an economist for to understand as far as when it comes to taxes as far as what you what you want out of your government or not what you don't want out of your government when it comes to taxes and um no, I'm just I can't try to think about some of the tweets that I <laughs> that I put out. But um, I know, well, I I noticed the the day before I put out, no, the day after. Sorry, <laughs> I put out a um a tweet real quick, just basically because I was just thinking about what they were talking about the night before, and just especially with Bernie Sanders just talking all about one of the tax written. It would the on and on droning as far as demonize, you know, corporations and keep bringing up the kept bringing up the Coat brothers and everything. And also, you know, Senator Cruz he kept bringing up George Soros, which makes sense. I mean, if he's going to talk about if Bernie Sanders is going to talk about his boogeyman as far as, oh, look at these rich donors that's supporting. Uh, this tax reform bill, or what and whatnot, and then so Senator Cruz will bring up about uh, like Tom Steyer and um, George Soros, which is is a good rebuttal. But I know one of the things I brought up is that okay, you know, I, I think we well I can't say we all get it, but both sides, both parties have their you know big multi million dollar donors. They they do but so what it really doesn't so what both sides have rich donors i mean that shouldn't one that shouldn't shock you and two it kind of goes into another thing i mentioned as well i i find it funny that people love to talk about taxing the rich and taking whatever percentage of income and thinking they should you know quote unquote They'll give their fair share. They and they love to talk about the money they should be taking from them, but at the same time they want to limit what the what those people can say about that percentage, about how much government is taking out, or or what, or even having a voice as far as what government should be doing. Is you you want to take my money? Like I, let's say. You know, <laughs> Yeah, let's let's dream for a second. Um, let's say if I was a multi-billionaire. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so if I was a multi-billionaire, man, that, that would be awesome. But um, if I was and the government is taking fifty percent, I just just pulling out a number, fifty percent of my income to go to the government. You think I wouldn't have? want to have a voice as far as how that money is spent like you take a half of my money I should have an opportunity I should have as much opportunity as anybody to talk about what government should do with the money they're taking from me but it seems like people have no problem as far as wanting to shut people up of of the people who contribute the most to the government and at the same time, the people who contribute nothing, they want to have all the voice. <laughs> like it's just amazing to me how how you want to tell the people who are basically funding the government to say, "Hey, shut up and give me your money." Basically, and you know, you know what that kind of sounds like? It literally sounds like you're robbing somebody. Like when you're when you hold them at at gunpoint, what do you tell them? Shut up and give me your money. That's kind of like what they. <laughs> Yeah, that just literally just came in, the, in, in my head. It, just, it literally sounds like robbery. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how they want to treat the people who are contra- who are giving the most of their income to the government through taxation. And, you know, any of my I guess, especially any libertarians listening, you know, definitely I can hear them right now saying taxation is theft <laughs> And um, you know it's it's funny about that i look i definitely i agree with the premise one thing i've thought about before as far as when it comes to taxation and stuff in in one sense it's not theft because the people voted for it unfortunately the people voted to have their money taken from them so i like like i said i understand and i agree with the the premise of of saying that but the fact that I guess the fact that the theft is going on is, is approved by a majority of the people. Let's put it that way. Well, but you know, I, I've mentioned the day before. So I tweeted out because during that debate, people, um, like the moderators brought up about the government going to lose. We have elected people to, go into Congress and cut taxes. Then that's what the people have chose. The people have chose people to bring in to lower taxes to cut taxes. And so you're just not going to get as much money from the people who have earned it as opposed to taking, I guess, I guess feeling like you're expected to, to, get this percentage of money or how much you expect to get from the from the people like well i would say the government basically have this i guess this mentality that the money that you earn the earn the the money that you make as you you know on your 9 to 5 job or whatever job that you're doing like, is basically their mentality is that you're working for the government and so whatever you earn is the government's first and then after we get our cut then we'll give you whatever, you know, we deem necessary you you should have to take home. I mean, that's how they look at it. But I, you know, obviously this that's the reverse. I earned all all of that and and you come in and want to get your get your cut out of whatever I've earned. That's basically my, I guess my, tax reform rant, but um, which once again has went longer than I ever ever thought was gonna go, but uh, like I said, I definitely appreciate everyone listening in. I'm not done. I'm just mentioning that now, <laughs> but um, um, before we get to the next topic, which is about President Bush's speech, um, yesterday. And I guess a couple of thoughts on that. Get uh, another word from our friends with The Founding Project.
2: Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today.
1: So, when President Obama came into office, President Bush made a declaration that he would not interfere or he won't criticize President Obama during his presidency. Which you know great that is, and when when he said that people said, you know that is gracious of him to to not really get um you know, get political or at least having get critical of the the president who is who is coming in, and that was looked at as a great uh i guess as decent, you know he's he's not gonna. Try to undermine the the president and just going to let him do his thing. Basically. That's what he said for Obama. Um, but apparently that has changed. (laughs) Uh, and that's unfortunate actually, but, but now given that we have president Trump in office, um, I guess that, that stance that he had about president Obama, I guess it was just for, for president Obama, I guess, because it, it was just for the, it was just for the president that came right after him. I guess I don't, I don't know what his rationale as far as wanting to speak up now, but apparently that has changed because now he's going out getting more political in his speech, put it that way. Cause he had a speech yesterday where he didn't mention president Trump by name, but you maybe think he was probably kind of referencing done in the past eight years that warranted a a response. Even a response of this, you know, whether it's it's this bold declaration that President um Bush made yesterday, I could think of a number of things President Obama did that would warrant that sort of response. But president Bush decided not to say anything, but yet here we are within one year of president Trump. And that's actually really, that's all I had on that. But, um, cause it, I, I didn't really see it as well. I saw it as somewhat of a, of a subtle shot towards president Trump. And even that in the fact that like I said, he didn't say anything, in the past eight years with Obama and now all of a sudden he feels like he want to, you know, make these statements now. But that's, that's the question that I kind of have is why you all of a sudden you want to speak up now. So, so that's, um, that's pretty much it for today. i tell you, there's, um, just to, I guess, kind of mention something about movies only because I just, I tend to watch a movie from here to, from, you know, time to time. And, um, <laughs> now either it's I'll maybe watch something like, like a comic book movie or maybe a thriller or something. But i tell you one thing, I don't know how much you probably go to movies and this is not, not an ad or anything. <laughs> if they want to sponsor me, that'd be great. But this, so there is this service called movie pass and it's great. And, um, I, I've been using it and yeah, you know, like I said, Hey, if they want to endorse me. I, I'll definitely be glad to do it. Cause I, I'm already using it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, it's basically like you can sign up for like $9 and watch a movie a day, like 30 days. And you can watch a movie a day and all for 10 bucks. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I was just thinking about that because I've been using it like that. (laughs) And I didn't think it it sounded too good to be true. Actually, I feel like it it probably is too good to be true. I feel like this this service is going to end soon. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's the how the business, you know, works behind the scenes as far as what how do they make money or what? I don't know. As, but hey, for the time being, as long as it's it's still going, I'm gonna keep using it. And i you know, like I said, it, it's not like an ad and anything. It's just kind of like I really like it because I I go to, I can just watch whatever and just it makes it a whole lot easier than spending what, what is it, like ten bucks a, a movie. <laughs> so so I guess um that's it for today. I'm gonna guess go over my speech some more and kind of practice a little bit get ready for tonight once again um, we'll be speaking at the republican women of arlington fundraiser with the special guests being the political chicks and be good to see them again today and um you know and well you know, Anne marie and Anne marie Murrell and morgan Brittany will be there and you know, get a chance to catch up with them and and give this speech. <laughs> so I think it's going to be good for one because to be, you know, to have this speech done among, you know, so many people that have been supporting me definitely makes it a whole lot easier because you're basically, you know, among friends. And either Tuesday or Thursday, obviously I would put that out. Um, probably Sunday or Monday. So again, so uh, until next time we will chat with you later.
0: Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate Hmm, Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks?
2: Socks I'll check upstairs
0: It's easy to be unsafe online You're the best Now it's easy to help protect yourself Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security A VPN for online privacy And identity theft protection All in one opt-in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com news.